what up what up what up welcome to the petty herbalist podcast it's your girl karina aka hoodrina y'all i am at a new location where you at girl girl i am on tongva land in my new home aka los angeles california yay <laughs> I just got a new apartment. <laughs> I'm out here, y'all. Like, hashtag blessed. Uh, something I've been believing in, praying for, for a long time. Sticking firm to what I needed. And it literally is a blessing that fell into my lap. Yeah. So, it seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. Yes, they do. So what's up, y'all? This is your girl, Asia. I'm here on Cheyenne Ute in Arapaho Territories, also known as Aurora, Colorado. I'm yes. in my living room staring at this synthetic Christmas tree that my little cousin put up <laughs> eating all my electricity. <laughs> 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 oh, sweet. I told her if only if we have a real tree okay but it's actually kind of cute and Jasper is also here um doing her <laughs> doing her bidding we we love Jasper so it's it's good to be here with y'all today yes you know I am trying to decide if I want to decorate for Christmas I really like the traditions of decorating and all that, but also <laughs> it just moved into my new home. And so <laughs> I want it to be Karina and not Christmas. So I don't know. I might get one of those, like, <clears throat> have y'all seen those rosemary Christmas trees? Nice. <laughs> that is amazing. Get one of those. I love it. <laughs> but I'm obviously going to keep it, so... Yeah. I might go down to the store and do that. But um <laughs> you know, speaking of rosemary, speaking of things that bring us joy and health, um Asia, what's in your medicine bag today? What's in my medicine bag? Um mm, good question. Good question. Um Take your time. Take your time. I'm just like I'm I'm running through all of the herbs that I have used in the past week and there are so many um but uh what's in my medicine bag is bee pollen Ooh. and um I have been uh y'all know making my very special jun but um I'm really fascinated by the study of aphrodisiacs um, because every aphrodisiac is actually a kidney tonic and mm. they all have a really powerful impact on our reproductive system as a whole. Mm. And so um, just, you know, centering what are the bioregional sources um, of, of, of aphrodisiacs and we have um, a spread of different pollens. So mm. in the spring, um, I, ha I harvest pine pollen um, that like, you know, you hit the little, the little, uh, little part and then, and then all the yellow dust comes out. That's pollen. Mm -hmm. And it's very medicinally active and it's especially useful for male bodied folks. 
um, who, you know, need all sorts of uh, things that they need, <laughs> especially <laughs> as they age and go Ooh. through andriopause, right? So, um, but uh, those constituents that are beneficial for male-bodied folks are also tonic and beneficial for female-bodied folks. And so they're really great for all people with all kinds of bodies. And um, especially when it comes to, uh, I would never attempt to regulate something as complex as my hormones, like ever, mm -hmm. uh, but to really sort of support hormonal uh, sort of fluidity and dance and cohesion. Um, these traditionally male tonics um, mm. are really important to me. Um, so yeah, bee pollen mm. <laughs> is in my medicine bag this week. And I've just been uh, just experiencing so much energy mm. uh, and just so much more drive. And so shout out to the medicine of the bees. Mm. Shout out to the bees just minding their business and providing us medicine. Mm. So cool. Also, bees are really fascinating and their different roles in the hive, things they're responsible for, kicking the males out of <laughs> their dead doing their work. Oh, it's everything. But anyways, um, in my medicine bag this week, mm. um, you know, being in my own space has been great medicine for me. Um, just, I don't know, I, I like to sit around and think and <sighs> just breathe and be and I don't know, I like to be in my own space and recharge and then I'm the best for others and so yeah I feel like I'm I'm at my best and I guess I'm gonna see a few people today I think and so yeah I'm gonna have all the love um so yeah shout out to me in my new place being medicine um received some other medicine <laughs> yesterday if you know you know <laughs> I know some of y'all's moms, including mine, be listening to this podcast. So, period. <laughs> amen. 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 <laughs> Praise God. Um, um, and uh, shout out to Chamomile and Mint for being my allies for a long time. Um, when I was a little kid, I really liked sleepy time tea. It was my favorite tea in the whole wide world. And as many of y'all know who listen to the podcast, mint has been an ally of mine for a long time. Um, there's always been mint plants wherever I lived. So, um, yeah, but yes, ever since being a little kid, um, I've just really loved chamomile and mint. It brings me comfort. It makes my tummy feel good um, if I'm having tummy aches, as I did this morning. I just, I love the flavor of both. I love the intensity of the mint in my mouth. Um, it just represents pleasure and comfort for me. Um, so shout out to both of those allies and them working together in my medicine bag my whole life. So 
<laughs> That's hey. what I got for y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for that sharing. Of course. Um, I'm so happy you're participating in all the medicines. <laughs> oh, <laughs> everyone. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and if you know, you know. <laughs> Tis the season. Um, <laughs> to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> We need help. So, <clears throat> so what are we talking about today, Karina? <laughs> well, we're starting something new, y'all, because we have a big announcement for y'all that we're finally going to let y'all in on. Drum roll. <laughs> Asia. Yes. Notes. Our big announcement. Okay. Well, after months and months of planning, we are launching our People's Medicine Bag Immersion Course. Um, (laughs) And this medicine bag is our winter medicine bag. And the theme is water. And so we will be having three immersive retreats, weekend retreats with some of our favorite, favorite teachers, um, Chinese medical doctors and Orisha priests and um, all sorts of amazing uh, professional perfumers like this course is going to knock your socks off. Um, But in particular, this is a really special course. It's not about collecting a thousand plants or, (laughs) you know, it's, it's really about like your body as the project. And so your Mm. body is going to heal as a byproduct of your participation in this course Mm-hmm. And uh, while we don't treat any uh, diseases, um, we give you the tools and the resources. And so um, we have spent a lot of time grounding this course and what actually, what decolonized education is actually. And mm-hmm. so we changed the entire framework and epistemology through which we're even going to discuss sort of these plants. And so we are doing some highly innovative work. We're bringing together the Mayan ancestors, the Dagara ancestors, and the Chinese ancestors all to bear their framework and wisdom and knowledge of understanding to guide us in deepening our relationship to the season of winter and the medicine that's available to us. So Yes. Yay! People's Medicine Back Course is launching. Um, it starts January 14th. Um, and 15th is the first um the first retreat. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we have 15 days to register. The cost um is $9.99. Uh, and we do have different sponsors who have made um, scholarships available to students who need them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a deep, deep experience because our goal is to have you be empowered in a people's medicine. So our series for this, uh, this, the upcoming few weeks are going to be, uh, people's medicine principles, and we're going to share, uh, some of those principles and frameworks, uh, so that you can begin to understand how to operate, um, in a way that really supports this beautiful movement, um, and really that supports your power. So, uh, Big announcement, so excited (laughs) to really curate an outstanding team of teachers, like an outstanding Mm -hmm. cast of like just the best fucking humans in the world um, to teach us how to heal at the time when the healing is going to be the most powerful. So shout Mm -hmm. out to seasonality, shout out to ancestral (laughs) worldviews, like shout out to our homies, shout out to our sponsors and (laughs) shout out to y'all for giving us like the pasta we already have (laughs) it's going to be a small course um 16 students and uh yikes the spots are already filling up um yeah we announced this to our patreons first um so they got you know first dibs um but y'all uh the link um to register to apply is going to be uh in the description of this uh this episode so yes yeah, so we are ah, <laughs> slaying the game. So excited. And yes, <laughs> it's, it's so happening. Good. It's happening. <laughs> oh, it feels so it just feels so good to give, you know, people the tools of their empowerment. If you are curious about how to actually remineralize your body, if you, you know, want to give off your supplements, if you want to build your bones mm-hmm. from scratch, like you want to understand the mystery of the ocean and what it means to our healing. Then this is the course for you. <laughs> so cute. Yes. Way to put people on, Bay. And yeah. you know, I just want to thank you for allowing me and Petty Herbalist to be a part of um your planning, your structure, all the things, because you know, I know how much you've been wanting to teach for so long and allowing me to be a part of it is just such an honor such a blessing and yeah thank you for you know allowing the podcast to be part of it too yeah so Mm. yeah I'm glad that I'm really grateful that you truly see me as a partner in all the ways in your life yeah no and in all the ways (laughs) no and thank you for being like there's nothing more empowering to organize such a huge endeavor this course is three months long y'all um there's going to be three weekend retreats including tea times and tuesday (laughs) nights with your sweet sisters um and aunties um and i would never take on an endeavor this intense without my right hand like crying i never would i never i couldn't I, I literally could not so it's like I couldn't <laughs> do it without you and you know the center of this course is relationship so mm. if we treat plants the way that Karina treats me <laughs> or oh. the way you know like if we can build relationships like this with our plants like yeah. this is the inspiration for how we're teaching the course is 
It's this is our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, like we want you to understand herbs as your sibling. Yeah. As your kin. And you will. Um, you will. You will. So thank you for always like every huge milestone in my life. Like you're right there. And <laughs> I just, I love you so much. And thank you for being a part. Love you, thank you. <laughs> oh well yes well we love and appreciate all y'all too and if you've been a patreon um, of petty herbalist for a long time uh you probably read this lovely lovely write-up that i wrote uh, march 2021 Mm. that describes herbalism as empowering medicine and just kind of breaking down um, people's medicine and how we um, subscribe to the seven medicine model. And mm. so on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about it. So let's talk about, um, you know, we talk about a people's medicine and it mm-hmm. may sound like, oh, like these are cute words or cute language. Um, when I moved into my deep feminist practices, I found a a book called Witches, Midwives, and Nurses, A History of Women Healers. WMN is like women. (laughs) It was by Barbara Earnright and Deidre English. And these were some of our like early feminist foremothers. And they really did some powerful research. Um, that is still relevant today that helps us understand uh, the role of, of women his, like healers um, through history. Now, not all the women healers, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about a specific trajectory, but we will sort of ground this in um, kind of American history. Um, mm-hmm. So I got really inspired by the popular health movements of the 1830s and 40s. Um, and the, most people don't really know about the popular health movements. They don't know that the American Medical Association, which is what most doctors are a part of, they don't know the history of doctors and how, you know, doctors didn't know shit, like the all of healing and health were in the hands of women and midwives. And it was a battle to steal the power of healing away from women and to standardize Mm -hmm. it and then exclude them. Um, And so the popular health movement um, was really uh, intertwined with some of the earlier feminist movements uh, in the United States. And it really Uh, had some of the most powerful banners, you know, it's like every man or woman, his own doctor uh, Mm -hmm. was the slogan of the movement. And this movement really sort of the popular health movement had a total rejection of doctoring as a paid occupation. Mm -hmm. Um, It really wanted everyday people um, to be empowered. And so they had all of these know your body courses so that everyday people can have access to their body. And as a feminist, you know, I really, we really center bodily autonomy and not just Mm -hmm. female bodily autonomy, right? But the autonomy of all bodies and all children, of all adults and elders of all ages, like 
in order to have autonomy over your body, you have to know it. Right. And, and, and not only do you need to know it, but to actually uh, engage in this, this reciprocal process, you, you have to know the plants, right? You Mm. have to know how to feed it, how to nourish it, how to resolve its ailments. Um, And so the, you know, the basis or the history of the, the people's medicine movement that we are a part of that various herbalists of all ranks and classes and styles have become a part of um, was really um, these early sort of feminist sort of popular health movements um, in the United States. Um, Part of these, you know, these movements and the power of these movements was the, was the, the, the lashback, you know, from the white Mm -hmm. male sort of wealthy elite practitioners who then um, developed in 1848, they developed the American Medical Association where they specifically excluded female practitioners. Um, And so in order to be a doctor, you had to be a male. And of course, black people, brown people, indigenous people were not uh, allowed to become a part of of these histories. Uh, And not only did the American Medical American Medical Association go after all sort of practitioners of all sorts, but they also went off went after midwives. And we know that mm. black midwifery was not only significant to black people, but that the knowledge that black women carried over from Africa was used to support all birthing people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the American Medical Association also came for midwives um, in order to create the field of gynecology, which we know came from um, the the experimentation on Black female slaves and slave people. Um, And so even when we're talking about like, quote unquote, women's health, Um, It's important to understand that the knowledge of the female body is intentionally obscured in order to make sure that only an elite group of people have power over it, have autonomy over it. There's a reason Mm. why you don't know how your cycle works. There's a reason why you don't know how to end a pregnancy. There's a reason why you don't know how to get pregnant if you want to. Um, Mm all of the knowledge of our body has been intentionally obscured so that it could be concentrated in the hands of a few sort of elite practitioners. Um, And so Mm -hmm. people's medicine is about um, democratizing health and healing. Um, And the way that we democratize it is, is from that we connect people back with the earth. Um, The earth loves democracy. (laughs) the earth loves people and the earth gives us plants and the plants they know more than any of us could ever know and so these are the experts (laughs) (laughs) we give the locus of power away from uh specific practitioners while bowing and being grateful to them Mm -hmm. the lord knows (laughs) <laughs> we need our drugs okay we, we need do. our doctors we need our er we need we need our surgeons right and we also need to have bodily autonomy and right. so that we can approach these practitioners as partners and not as mommy daddy god doctor right, right. 
So yeah, so the history of a people's medicine, um, really a lot of um, the language, the ideas, they emerge from the popular uh, health movement. Um, and this, this, this way that we have been engaging in this battle, um, we know that colonization was also the colonization of medical knowledge. We know that like um, the people's medicines of Guatemala, or the people's medicine of West Africa, or the people's medicine of Chile, right? We know that these medicines were taken called witchcraft, called, mm -hmm. you know, the devil, you know, all these names. Um, anyone who was associated with the earth, right, was called Satan. And all of those practices um, were suppressed until now. And thank goodness to our foremothers of women's spirituality, mm -hmm. um, or uh, people like Louisa Tisch, um, really resurrecting the hoodoo root tradition, especially of Louisiana. Uh, we have people like Susan Weed. Um, we have all sorts of women and, and men uh, and people who have gone against the grain to... Yeah hold these traditions and make it so that at this moment in history, the power of herbal medicine is stronger than it's ever been in any time in the world ever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like what we have now is more than what our ancestors had. And so, um, and this is because of the bodies and the sacrifice of the ancestors who came before us, who took back witchcraft, who mm -hmm. took back brujaria, who took back knowledge of the plants who you know decided that this was their path so that they made a path for people like me and Karina mm -hmm. to to then again offer it even more and make it even more easier you know yeah so shout out to all of our ancestors um who shout out. who have been harmed but who held the medicine who turned it into cookbooks and recipes in the kitchen who turned it into candy who yeah. did whatever <laughs> they could to make sure that these plants stayed a part of our lives um yeah. so thank you to all all of y'all you know who made it possible for us yeah I want to give a special shout out to um both my uh, maternal and paternal great-grandparents um, especially my great grandmothers who were both um, practicing medicine women. Um, my great grandma in Haiti and my great grandma in Guatemala for practicing their traditions um, of healing and eventually it getting down to me and also my sister. Um, and it probably took a lot because. Christianity, especially Pentecostal or Latino Pentecostal uh, Christianity is not welcoming of anything um, that even resembles brujeria or witchcraft. And so the fact that that got down to us um, safely and we took it on, um, it just... Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's incredible. And yeah, I feel blessed and honored to have received that that calling. Um, and um, 
yeah, I'm just running with it and allowing y'all to be in on it as well. So yeah. shout out. <laughs> Thanks, grandmas. <laughs> Thanks, grandmas. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, I think we can get into our bougie auntie word of advice for this week. Yay. Anything you got on your spirit, Asia? Yes. Um well, so you know, we talked about the popular health movement. Um, here in the United States as a template for people's medicine, but we also sort of expanded out that like a people's medicine isn't against, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. um, we don't have enemies and we have the ability to collaborate with all people um, when we're in our power. Um, so my bougie auntie word of advice um, you know, I'm post-activist. I left activism, um, well, for a lot of reasons. Um, but one of the big reasons why I left is because I found that the way that we sort of, the story we created around power only seemed to reinforce uh, the systems of power that we were uninterested in. Um, and so the story that white people are supreme, you mm -hmm. hear activists talking about white supremacy, this white supremacy, that, um, and, but in that talking, they're reifying that they're reifying the idea that there is a such thing called white supremacy or that white is supreme and that right. they need to fight against it. Um, and I noticed that a lot of the people who were the most entrenched in social justice ideologies were not able to form powerful relationships um, because they would walk into a room and assume that the politics that they learned off of social media were actually at play. And, you know, the power of pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Karina cracking up? <laughs> Sorry, it was a read. Okay, go ahead. Well, so justice is a, a pattern language, right? Um, but the personal is queer, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would I'd watch these like people who really subscribe to this pattern language um blindly apply it to every situation and then create sort of the outcome that they wanted to see, right? The mm -hmm. outcome that they expected. Right. So for example, you know, we're at a restaurant and there's one white female server, mm. right? I'm with all of my social justice PhDs, right? And automatically they're like, she's racist. And I'm sitting here like, honey, Damn. there's no bar staff. She's the only server. Like she's not <sighs> slow because she hates us she's slow because fucking capitalism has her understaffed right mm -hmm. and the whole time I watched them respond to her like she was racist mm. and then I watched her be slower and slower to tend to the table right the personal is queer yeah anything is possible in our individual re reactions and relationships we are not actually governed by sort of these 
these larger patterns, everything is possible. Mm. Um, and so my, you know, my bougie auntie word of advice, especially concerning power, is that the dynamic that you think might be at play based off of your learning of the word narcissist, mm. okay, based off of these codified ways of knowing and being, it ain't necessarily so. Mm. And I want you to take that on. I want you to take on that we are more than the pattern language of justice. We are more than black and queer and fat and da 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 da. That we are so much more, and that even the language that we use to describe these patterns can reify our oppression. So I want you mm. to take on when you're in a space with whiteness and you're in a space with maleness and you're in a space with wealth in a space with health, I want you to take on that the assumption that you have about who has power and who doesn't ain't necessarily so. Ooh, that was a word. That's my word. Wow. I know your word of advice was a word. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's so true. I was just thinking of hmm, so many examples of that in life, which I won't go into but um wow i can apply that in so many ways but i think the biggest takeaway is like when we're so invested in what you call pattern language and academic theories um you put that on the person as their character without even knowing them mm-hmm. um and it can't be like just their action that they did you know that has to be their entire way of being right you know like that person like oh you i'll go back to your example of like the white server the white server she looked at you sideways she may have you know her eyes looked this way because she has to look in her periphery but you interpreted that as she giving you the side eye and then you turn it into she's a racist and it's so problematic because it prevents you from having relationships yeah and we do that all the time like you mentioned narcissism it's like yo that person made one selfish decision and now they're a narcissist right now you can't see past what you created for them to be like that's their character now Mm you have to write them off as a narcissist. And I find that that's creating a lot of issues and a lot of, or in relationship creating in general, but also romantic relationships. It's really hard to date these days because we create people as the one thing that they did. Right. And so we're unable to go deeper. We don't give people chances. We don't see that, you know, it takes time takes efforts to be in relationships we just see if you fuck up once then you're done you're this person you're that character trait right and so yeah I hope that we take that off when we engage with people um, so that we can go deeper and we can create impact and change and improvements and we can actually just be present yes so thank you for that babe yeah thank you for that listening and that rendering so Mm -hmm. what is your bougie auntie (laughs) word of advice for us (laughs) Uh, well 
I'm just, I'm still really grateful for <laughs> being my own place. You know, I'm just sitting in it. Um, it was really hard, honestly, like the day that I moved in because everything was setting in. Um, I haven't been in a place permanently in a long time. Mm-hmm. And so that transition was difficult for me, even though it's what I wanted is still a difficult transition. Right. Knowing that everything I own is right here. Um, it's kind of overwhelming. Um, I feel like I'm a real adult, mm. you know, <laughs> I'm 31 and I finally feel like a real adult. Because the light bill in my name, the internet in my name, like the lease in my name, like everything is in my name. And I'm like, wow, I'm I'm responsible. Now. <laughs> I'm sure that happens in other um, milestones in life for people. Mm-hmm. Like if you get married or have kids, that kind of thing. But this is my like, all right, I'm, I'm an adult, y'all. And so... I would say my bougie auntie word of advice (laughs) after my learning of this week is to, I think it's still just to be present. You know, um, I think that especially growing up nowadays, um, we don't really have a lot of markers for adulthood or for Mm. growing up and whatnot. And uh, we just kind of have to learn along the way. And so I would say that my bougie auntie word of advice is just to be present and open and aware to be ready for those lessons when they come, um, those markers when they come um, and be fully present in it. Like you don't have to like my mom kept asking me if I was excited (laughs) and I was like, but right now I don't feel excited. I feel a lot of other emotions and that's okay to feel all those emotions. Um, because I'm finally at the point where I can be present. I don't have to turn it on. So I would like to invite y'all to do the same in whatever, you know, milestone life happenings that y'all are going through right now um, to be present and open and ready for the lessons. You're going to learn the emotions that are going to come up around whatever um, situation and circumstance that's coming up. So. That's all I got for y'all. Yes, I love that. Um, I'm thinking about sort of not putting on, but just the natural emergence of like the the emotions sort of that we carry and the delayed response. <laughs> Me, I always have delayed responses. But it's perfect because you get to settle and be present. Like you said, you get to be present in it. So mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you, Karina, for that word of advice. (laughs) Yes, you're welcome. And thank you all for supporting us, for listening to this podcast every week. Um, Shout out to an old patron that dropped off, but is right back on the train. Um, (laughs) Shout out to Becca. Thanks for being a real one. Like, I get it. Like, sometimes you got to cut off your subscriptions. But I'm just so grateful that you came back um, and you're a patron again. I really appreciate your support. And I know you left us um, a super amazing review that we read on the podcast like probably a month ago. So 
shout out to you shout out to all the other patrons of both um uh petty herbalist and bones bugs and botany we appreciate y'all so much and we're going to be using patreon for our course also so yeah um get ready for that and as asia mentioned we're going to be putting the link to the application for the course um in the show notes so look out for that the class is gonna fill up soon so if you are not already contacting asia because <laughs> some of y'all was y'all like wait on course? It. <laughs> I know. like all of it on am i love it <laughs> yeah so you know get on it get on this link um and yeah we just we really appreciate the patrons again um we appreciate that y'all are using your financial abilities to support us and then shout out to y'all who are on the social medias um at petty or bliss and at bone specs and botany <clears throat> on whatever platform um y'all are on uh still that chai video is still chugging y'all <laughs> it's at like 18k views. i love it i know <laughs> so shout out one day you know y'all are gonna actually get the chai so period <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so again we appreciate y'all we love y'all um and uh, yeah can't wait to see y'all on the next episode But for now, we're just going to remind y'all to always stay ready. (laughs) Please stay ready and be petty. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.